0: This is an ongoing thing that the Dodgers are going to have to look out for. And it is put up or shut up time for a long time.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
0: to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right
1: now. Welcome back to the Three O Take. This is episode 180. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, my goodness no time for pleasantries no time for pleasantries it's just
0: straight into this noise we just got this right before we started hit record so i'm i'm lit up hot off the press
1: fernando tatis jr the face of baseball is said yeah i'll go ahead and take money to spend the rest of my baseball career in san diego sure i'll go ahead and do that
0: whoa (laughs) i don't even know what this like I think when it hit, I was like, Oh, that's perfect timing. And then you were like, Hold on, fourteen how many years? Fourteen years. Yeah, 14 you, you see the word
1: years. You see the words Fernando Tatis Jr. and extension and you that's literally what you're like, you're like, oh great timing. Just a topic that we needed for the podcast. And then you're like, wait, wait a how minute.
0: How long <laughs> How long are we doing this dance? 14 Wild.
1: Fourteen years. We'll get Wild. into that. We'll get into yeah. that. But as as part of our routine, as part of the podcast, this is what we do. Just draw it back for a second. Draw
0: it back. It's important to go over days in our history. It's important yeah. to remember where we came from.
1: Can't, can't forget where we came from, folks. That's why we're here today
0: in baseball history. Uh, February eighteenth is when you'll be hearing this. Happy Thursday, everybody. Um, this one was this one was again. I it's tough to follow up those uh those gems that we had a couple weeks ago. But hopefully we can uh, we can teach you to learn some things hey, here. Hey,
1: that's, that's baseball, man. Some yeah. days are good, some, some days are some bad. Days are, we're just going to teach you some things. Sometimes hopefully it you, rains.
0: You'll remember it. 1944 is when we're going to kick things off. This one's a little weird. I did not know this at all. After getting permission from his parents and his high school principal, 15-year-old Joe Nuxle, a Hamilton, Ohio native, signs a contract with the Reds One uh, a day after playing in a high school basketball game, I I don't know when you're playing high school basketball. I thought that was in the winter, but all good. And uh, he's ready to go with the Reds, and will become the youngest player ever to appear in a major league game, tossing two thirds of an inning for Cincinnati in June, forty nine days before his sixteenth birthday.
1: Ball is life, man. Ball never stops. Sheesh. Basketball, football, baseball. It's all coach.
0: Coach, I'm sorry. I got to go to spring training. I'm going to skip my exams next week. i got going to go to spring training. I don't know who's going to drive me there, but um, <laughs> next one, 1960. This is a little wild. And speaking of overpaying, could be our theme today. Ooh. Walter O'Malley.
1: Pump the brakes, sir. Walter O'Malley. Sir.
0: Oh, yeah. It'll make it made a little ha- spicy today.
1: Don't even act like that's your angle on this whole deal because you haven't even <laughs> had enough time. It literally dropped. Five minutes ago, you haven't had enough time to let it even process, so continue.
0: Walter O'Malley completes the purchase of a land, of land just north of downtown Los Angeles as the new site of a ballpark for his transplanted Brooklyn club. The Dodger owner paid a reported $494,000 for the property of Chavez Ravine, believed to be worth $92,000 at the time.
1: Still a pretty good deal, if you ask me.
0: Let me just... Oh, it's worth 92000 Here's another four hundred. I want this to be Dodgerland.
1: It's still a good deal if you think about what it's worth. Yeah. What year and did you say this was? This is
0: 1954. Yeah. 50, no, 1960. Sorry. Look at the wrong one. And this one's just weird and really gives us no context, but I guess it's noteworthy. 1967, during a softball exhibition game, pitcher Eddie Finer. Strikes out six consecutive big leaguers, a group that includes five future Hall of Famers Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, Brooks Robinson, Harmon Killebrew, Roberto Clemente, and Maury Wills. Apparently struck out during softball.
1: And this was what year?
0: 67. Have you played slow pitch softball? I don't know if this is slow pitch softball, but have you played slow pitch
1: softball? I haven't, but I've heard it's uh, more difficult than it is. (laughs) Easiest.
0: Is the easiest thing. It's just floating. It's huge. No, I don't know what yeah. the life was like back in '67. but No, no, no.
1: But when I'm saying, I've heard it's more difficult than it appears in terms of like the launch angle and all that stuff. Like you think it's oh, it's like right there, but it, you're not gonna it's strike like, out. Well, no, of course not. But I'm, I'm just saying. Why are you giving me this look? I'm just, i just don't understand how
0: five Hall of Famers struck out. Yeah, that's that's little, why little, I need more of a story. That's here. a little
1: fishy. Yeah, I, I mean. Were they blindfolded? I I don't I, know. This I website
0: goes stare. into depth and gives us the craziest background on things that don't matter. But when you hear about five Hall Ball of Famers is, striking out in an yeah. exhibition softball game, no context, no nothing, whatever. That's baseball history. Back to the important stuff. Yeah,
1: speaking of no context, we, the details are still coming in on this Fernando Tatis Jr. deal. For us. So by yeah, the time you're hearing us. this,
0: you're probably going to have more details. But
1: Yeah, you're probably an expert on it by now. 14 year extension which i believe i read starts this year for at a clip as i mentioned 340 million dollars the third largest ever behind Trout and Betts and it as you mentioned to me Nate the largest pre-arbitration deal ever and puts Whoa. their payroll what around 200 for now yeah the padres are probably like halfway done with their their moves if we're being 14
0: honest. years man 14 years it'll take him to age 35 I believe um how long was manny's mm,
1: 13
0: 13 even right yeah, yeah yeah wow
1: 600 Nate 640 million dollars committed to the left side of the infield just the left side of the infield 640 million dollars I saw a tweet that said at their current payroll, it would take the Pirates 15 years to spend that much money. <laughs>
0: Here, Here's to start off before we even dive into um, Tatis in general. I think what we can recognize of what they're trying to say in San Diego is that we are a problem now. This may not be our, our division completely. This may not be the NL is ours completely. We may not be holding down the trophy immediately, but this is saying we're going to outlast you LA Dodgers. We're going to last longer than you because you can do your thing now. And we're going to do our thing for the next 10 years. That's what this tells me because you can't commit that much money and that much star power and that much excitement and entertainment towards two players without supporting cast. There is going to be supporting cast around these two dudes for the foreseeable future and why not because san diego is san diego who wouldn't want to go and live or hang out and watch baseball at san diego every day hello
1: yeah i'll gladly take 340 million dollars to play the prime years of my baseball career in san diego no problem
0: perfect weather all the time and i i think it's i think it's an amazing city that's gonna have a fan base that's gonna get going now it's coming back it's going to be fun to be a Padres fan again. You don't have to hide. You can come out of the closets and, and shave your beards and take off the brown bags. You're officially back, and you're going to be back for a while. None of this flash-in-a-pan Royals of 2015 stuff. None of this flash-in-a-pan with the Rays in 08 and 09 and then again last year. None of that. This is an ongoing thing that the Dodgers are going to have to look out for and it is it's put up or shut up time for a long time.
1: I understand why it would be exciting. As a Padres fan, if you're Fernando Tatis Jr., I understand why this news is exciting, but we have to we have to look at this with a little bit of clarity given what we know, given what we know about historically what we know about these mega deals. Mhm. They rarely work out and I'm not that's not my way of saying I'm writing Tatis Jr. off. Mm-mm. I'm just saying we're looking at Bryce Harper, not just us. There are people, prominent names around the baseball world right now, and probably for the last year have been looking at Bryce Harper's contract, being like, is he going elsewhere? Is he trying to get out of this this deal in Philly? And it hasn't even been five years. So but what are we doing?
0: But, big capital B-U-T, it's 21. He's not doing this at 26, 27.
1: No, I get that. And I mean, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts signed their mega deals at like 27. So I get that. There's a difference, but I don't know. Wouldn't that, if anything, help the case that I'm trying to make? The fact that maybe you're in over in over your head a little bit at 22. He just turned 22 a month ago.
0: Here's the thing for me. and he, is, is the price going to go
1: up if you wait it out? I mean, if, if you're the Padres, is the price going to go up? I mean, it sounds crazy at 340 million dollars, but if Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be the baseball player that everyone thinks he's going to be, you and I included, I'm kind of thinking 340 million might be a might be a steal. I really do.
0: I don't know if I can agree with steal. I don't know if I can go as far as that. A steal is Ronald Acuna for eight years. 100. Okay. <laughs>
1: that is not a steal let me let me rephrase at 340 million dollars it's it's market value saying he's they got got a great price they got a great deal sure i'm saying yeah if you're ronald acuna jr you need to fire your representation representation like last week
0: here's what i'm wondering Because if we have the Dodgers at the top, and I still have the Dodgers at the top. Tatis was still on the team with the Padres, and whether this contract is there or not, he's still just one guy. The Dodgers are still at the top of the division, yes?
1: Of course. I mean, extending a guy doesn't change anything.
0: Right. Still favorites to repeat, yes? Of course. So, in my mind, when you have teams that go through a potential dynasty, and we are looking at that with the Dodgers. I could say, I could safely say they're going to win another one within the next two to three years. I think anyone, uh, any betting man would say that. Eventually, there is going to be a period of where business sets in, where you recognize it. We saw with the Yankees in the late 2000s. We just saw with the Patriots in a different sport. Your fan base is set. It's content. It's happy. Not only did you win one, you proved it and you win multiple, right? I think what we're going to see and what I meant by the Padres being a problem long term is that the Padres are kind of saying, let's let us let the Dodgers do their thing. We're going to compete. We're going to be a thorn in their side. We may make a run at this thing. But why not wait on this extension? What is it going to go up? If you waited two or three years, what do you give them? 380 instead of 340, right? If it's not really about AAV, right? So in my mind, the way I see it is why not wait? Let the Dodgers continue to do their thing. And then when the Dodgers get old and their fan base gets content with other dynasties that we've seen, they're going to say, okay, let's scale it back. Let's start to get a little bit more financially responsible. Let some of these older guys go get the payroll back down because we did our job. We won multiple World Series. That is when the Padres say, okay, let's go. Here you go, Tatis. Here you go, and we'll just start throwing out contracts left and right. If you do it now, it's almost like you, you brought in the expectations of having a big-name free agent without getting a free agent. Because if any Padres fan just read that, their expectations just went up now. Not later, now. I'm hyped as a Padres fan. I'm hyped right now. That's great. You're going to win second place in this division. You probably will lose in the NLCS again. I just think, why not give it a couple years and use that money after the Dodgers let things die down, after they get another ring. The Dodgers can move on. They can ride off into the sunset. Some of their players can move on or retire. Now the Padres have Tatis still in our beers. Still got those arbitration money, maybe a little bit of an extension, but you can use all of that salary towards really supporting that roster. Now you kind of pigeonhole yourself. Now you're a little handcuffed, because like you said, you got how much? Forty five, fifty a year tied up on your left side of your infield.
1: Six forty altogether committed to
0: just a shot on Tatis. I just I question the timing of it. That's all.
1: Nate. It's not it wasn't necessary i love the timing of this i mean i would have been okay with maybe like next off season, like give it a year that's fine too but why not now i'm saying why not do it now because like i said i think i think 340 for tatis jr pretty good deal say he goes out and has an mvp caliber year your price tag just went up do you would you agree how with that high? how high it doesn't matter but to your point, you're saying if you're handcuffing yourself, at least you're doing it to a lesser degree by doing it now. But you're doing it now when you don't have a chance at the World Series. And they may think that they do. But that's do. the thing. That's Well, that was the second point I was going to make. I think part of this deal, there's an element of ego involved. It's like we had the offseason of, I won't say the, of the century, but certainly of the league this year, and people are still talking about the Dodgers, right? Totally so. But if you're the Padres... It's like, to your point, why wait? Let it swing a little bit. Go out and get your guy. Go out and get your franchise player. Get them paid. And let the league know, hey, we're not settling for the NLCS this year. That may how it be. That, that's probably how it'll go down. But we don't know that. And if I'm the Padres, if I'm ownership, and if I'm a Padres fan, the message that's being sent by this move, could you ask for a better message? I think there's a lot of fan bases in baseball right now that would kill to have an ownership group, a team that is willing to say, Hey, we might lose in the NLCS, but we're going to go out and swinging." You're doing
0: that anyway under his current contract.
1: I'm just saying it adds to the, mo- you got to admit at the very least money aside, business logistics aside, it adds a little bit of mojo. You got to admit that at least when you know that you've got a guy that's worth $340 million leading your infield, leading your organization, arguably leading your city.
0: All right, well, let me ask you this. Let, let me just, cause I'll just play devil's advocate. I don't think it's gonna happen, just cause he doesn't seem that way. But you never know. Um, do we see production go down at all? As far as the hustle stats, do we see stolen bases go down? Do we see infield hits go down? Do we see triples being stretched from doubles go down? Do we see any of those go down just because of the I don't want to get hurt kind of thing?
1: Uh, I mean that's a that's a valid point. I think. I mean, or do I think we see anybody, him go up
0: because he knows that he has the safety of the contract?
1: I think the thing he has working against him there is the age. I don't. I don't care who it is. A guy. A guy. A kid that's that young that gets paid that amount of money. There's. You are going to be fighting complacency. You're going to be fighting this. feeling you have of to being do. Content. You have to. And, and if it,
0: anyone's hearing this and questioning what we're talking about, look at Bryce Harper. The 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 rookie Bryce Harper. Go look at that Bryce Harper the first two years. Look
1: at Bryce Harper's first hit in Major helmet, League Baseball.
0: Helmet flying off. He's is running hundred and ten percent, sliding late, sliding hard, sliding heavy. Now we look at Bryce Harper.
1: Uh, well, to be fair, he did set. Didn't he set the record for tr- trip around the bases with that walk off home run? I mean, I don't he's care. still he. Well, you can't just disregard that completely. He he plays with a little bit of fire, but I I to your point, I understand. But what he you're doesn't saying. play
0: at one hundred and ten percent anymore. That guy is not blazing it down the line anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's certainly evolved a little bit I mean some would argue he's been that way his whole career, but but then you have an organization
0: that's going to say, hey, take take it easy. It's like telling a quarterback, slide, Slide a yard short instead of reaching for that first down and taking a big hit.
1: He's evolved into a little bit of a head case, but
0: I just think maybe we see things toned down a little bit and it's it's a different I, position. it's a different style of play but it's that same young, eager tenacity that Bryce Harper came up with. That is the last player that we saw that reminds me of this situation with Tatis.
1: For sure. No, totally agree. And I think to your point, I could see it I could see it both ways. I could see, and this is me just trying to be objective, not trying to buy into the hype or undersell him. I think what you could, put, could potentially see is he comes out maybe first, second, third year, plays with that fire. He's like, all right they gave me $340 million. I'm their guy. I'm this city's guy. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, you got that age that's working against them and maybe you see a little bit of a, cl- a little bit of a decline, maybe not necessarily in terms of performance. Cause I think that'll, mm-hmm. that'll always be there in terms of production. I think that'll always be there.
0: I th- it just shows up but, in different ways,
1: but yeah, those hustle stats that don't necessarily show up in the, in the scorebook. Yeah. That, that do could, mean that things could change.
0: that do mean things though those stats do mean things when you when you look at certain certain players and i i think you're right i think there is a little bit of complacency um that is going to set in at a certain point either way
1: potentially i'm not yeah if if i made it sound that it's a guarantee uh, it's not what i meant i'm just saying that's that is a potential that anybody that age earning that amount of money would fight it's just a natural natural fight that takes place Look at
0: his boy next to him. Manny Machado does does not run 110% down to hard 90. He's not gonna do that. He's not that guy. It's swag. It's smooth. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Does the organization say cool it out a little bit? Does he lay out for a ball that's going up the third base foul line and he's you know sliding into the wall or something? Does the front front office just say hey chill, bro?
1: I'm not thinking that there's going to be any any direction or directives saying, "Hey, take it easy. We got a lot of money invested to you." I mean, I'm sure that conversation will take place, but I think I think the biggest potential roadblock that he could be facing is the one we just talked about, where it's an it's an internal thing. Sure, that he's processing.
0: On the other side, what I will say, not to bring anything down, I didn't I didn't want to bring anything down with any of that conversation, but it are, there are points that you got to take into into account. On the other side, we are looking at. Uh, I'm, I can't quite say face of baseball. I can. I would say I would say the the fans' choice. We should
1: be of we should be player. We should be wanting him to be the face of face of baseball. This is what this is what baseball needs. Okay, if you can't say that he is. You at least have to acknowledge that we need him to be.
0: How do you how do you argue or find your point for face of baseball? What do you need? What attributes do you need?
1: I mean, he's a five-tool player. Okay. He's exciting. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's cliche. It gets thrown around a lot. He's not Mike Trout to to the point that I just made, meaning he's not dull. And I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand and one. That is not taking a single thing away from Mike Trout. Mike Trout has basically all but admitted that he doesn't want to be the face of baseball. So to your point, if that's kind of your default or if that's who you have in mind I think that says all you need to know about that being your your potential suitor
0: what's up with Mookie then because the only attribute you left off is world champion that guy's done it multiple times
1: I think for Tatis it's the age he's even Bet, Mookie's young Mookie's 27
0: 28 I think right
1: yeah Mookie's young Tatis Jr. even younger I think that's the tiebreaker if that's all what right. it comes down to all right. Face of baseball. Have I sold you yet? I, I don't think I can go there. So then who's your guy? I would say Mookie. I'm okay saying Mookie. As a po. but what is your reason against Tatis Jr.?
0: World champion. In my mind, to be the face of your current sport, you need to be a champion. That's what Mookie is. That's I think the one thing we've been earning and waiting for Mike Trout to do. But if you look at <laughs> if you look at that what that means It's big. I got I got to have if you're going to be hoisting a trophy at the end of the year, that's got to be a bigger attribute in my mind. And it's not Mike Trout's fault that he's with an organization that just can't seem to figure it out. But you like you said, I don't know how exciting Mike Trout really is as far as a a young fan goes for us who know baseball, love baseball and, and know the intricacies of baseball. We know that he does everything perfectly. I think another important thing to, to notate to this, we're looking at a, a, a Latin player who is one of the biggest names of baseball. I think that's a huge thing. I think that's amazing. I think that's really cool. I think that's why our sport is the greatest sport in the world is because the three names that we've been talking about for the last five minutes are three different races. And I think that's pretty incredible. And there is no wrong answer with those three names. There really isn't. Gosh, so look at, you,
1: look at you going out on a positive note. I was just about to make a that. point. Well, I was about to make a point to your thing about Mookie Betts. I I'm try, I'm going to try to sell you on this before the end of this episode. Okay. I need to get you on on team Tatis. As much fair. as I love Mookie, how many rings did Ken Griffey Jr. win? All right. That's fair. Okay. And I'm not I'm not going to put that pressure on Tatis to be the next Ken Griffey Jr. I'm just saying The potential, the talk is there.
0: Is Griffey and Goat talk, or is this a, or are you just strictly saying with the face of baseball? I'm saying
1: face of baseball because Ken Griffey Jr. was face of baseball. You could argue with his role with MLB now. I mean, you could argue he's still the face of baseball, even even though he's not even playing. The dude's killing it. His shoes just dropped. I don't know if you caught those. Those are pretty fire. Uh, Anyway, yeah, it's tough for anybody to get those. No kidding. But to to my or to your point. I don't know if i don't know if rings is the the tiebreaker
0: okay i think it's i think it's difficult to argue generation things just because of the way baseball is seen now and how for much sure. more visible it is now um i reg- i agree with you as but I, I for me as far as athleticism excitement and pure talent goes Mookie muki is just as good as tatis he's right there he's right there in every bit of the way
1: no, I mean, Tatis Jr. is good, but he hasn't done—granted, uh, he hasn't been in the league long enough to even do it. Sure. But Mookie's done it. Yeah. So Mookie has the resume. Yeah. He has that to fall back on. If if he feels like he's a face of baseball, he has a little bit of credibility in that conversation if he wants to bring himself to the table to to Before to we move on, on
0: tell me what you think this does uh, for the future of baseball for pre-arbitration players in big or semi-big markets. Teams that's just struck gold. Do we do we continue to see big pre arb deals like this moving forward?
1: I think to kind of the point that I made earlier, I think that teams more than now more than ever are gonna try to lock down on these guys as early as they can. and this is gonna sound weird, but it makes sense in my head. With the nature of social media now and just baseball content in general, mm-hmm. It's so easy to get a movement going for a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. Not that he necessarily needs the assistance of social media.
0: We just watched it with Trevor Bauer. Right. The The demand of a player is done The demand, with
1: media. The narrative, mm-hmm. the hype surrounding somebody can be helped by mm-hmm. social media. And so the earlier that these guys start getting hype, what, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What's the dude for New York? We just talked about him the other day. The guy that you're excited to see in the next couple of years.
0: Oh, Jason Dominguez.
1: Perfect example. Dude is hyped out of the room right now, and he hasn't even stepped foot on a a big league diamond. Yeah. So I'm thinking these big market teams are going to try to lock down these guys as early as they can. Again, now more than ever. They've been doing it for a while, a la Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm -hmm. Now more than ever, they're going to try to keep that price tag down.
0: Acuna is punching the air right now.
1: Oh, big time.
0: Big time punching the air right now. And I,
1: oof. I want
0: to say I could see Acuna winning an MVP before Tatis. I feel like I can I, go there. Yeah, I
1: mean that's not a. I think not I a hot take there. by any
0: means. I think he's got more pop than Tatis. He's got more power. I yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean. I mean towards he's
1: swinging he's swinging in out of the outfield, so he has a little bit of a pop advantage, mm-hmm. at least in terms of potential.
0: Yeah, and I mean,
1: Tatis is Tat, the the way Tatis can swing it from the six hole. That's pretty impressive.
0: Do, you, do I mean does he? see have to be your leadoff? It's whatever works for him. Look at Mookie Betts. If you're the Padres, like, he has to be your leadoff, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's whatever works for him. Mookie Set Betts. the tone. Mookie Betts wants to lead off. Even though you would think a guy like that, guy we're talking about face of baseball, oh, put him in the three or four hole. Nope. He produces best at a leadoff spot. Set Whatever the tone. works for him. Yeah. Set
0: the tone. Either way, th- this is, I love seeing history. I love seeing new points being crossed and uh, bridges being... Knocked down and rebuilt and new things happening in baseball. I love it. Um, I think there's a good chance, you know, to the point where I asked you about pre-arb deals. I think the game is naturally going to change the rules for arbitration. I think it's going to happen naturally in this six year eligible thing before you can hit the free agency market. I think that will be adjusted because of what the teams are doing with these players. As far as fan bases go, uh, this is a, this is a good trend. Because now you can get behind a guy that you know your team is going to have, and you're going to be able to watch for years to come.
1: I think it's safe to say we can uh, transition to our next topic of discussion. Yes.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: I love how you guys, before we hopped you guys on, are going like, to
0: be beat with a dead horse, beat beat a dead horse kind of thing with Tatis all day tomorrow. Oh, for sure, like it's just going to
1: be rolling. I love how before we hopped on, you're like, "Yeah, we don't have to keep, we don't have to get too in depth on Tatis Jr." I'm like, "No." We we will uh, it's, we will here we, we go guys. Uh, Nate. There's some free agents out there. To your point, I think when we were off air last episode, you're like it's not much left. I would agree, but there are some guys still out there looking for a home. Yeah, a couple bigger names than others. Um, where do you want to start? You you start with
0: the name, and then we'll just say our, we'll each say our place.
1: All right. Well, the biggest arguably the biggest free agent still out there jackie bradley jr which never thought i'd say that and i never <laughs> thought i'd see this this narrative surrounding jackie bradley that i'm seeing right now
0: yeah multi-year deal We're talking four or five years for this well he guy. wants four he's
1: not going to get that which is why he hasn't apparent bro will middlebrook will middlebrooks former teammate of his said I'm on twitter very active on social media by very though. active said he hasn't gotten a single offer which I'm not sure why you put that out there publicly, but said he hasn't got a single offer. And at 30 years old. What do you give him? Three max. Three it's be max.
0: Two easy. year of the club option kind of thing. Yeah. Where you got him going?
1: I got him come back to Boston. It's just I do. I do as well. It's the fit that makes the most sense.
0: Yep. I do as well for sure. I think I, you can speak to it more than I can. I think you guys have a pretty, pretty solid farm system. That's maybe a little ways out. It's pretty depleted, uh, actually.
1: I mean, it's it's okay, but it's not like it could definitely use a little bit of a uh, little bit of manicuring.
0: I think it's young, but uh, yeah, it just seems like the right fit. It, I agree. I'm going back to to Boston. Who you got next?
1: Uh, who do we got here on the list? De Rizzi. an interesting name.
0: Uh, I mean, I I'm going out on a limb by saying this. I said Angels.
1: I also had him at the Angels.
0: I think it's needed whoever is is hanging out in the front office with LA right now needs to wake up because the rest of the teams in California are making moves. And Giants not so much, but uh <laughs> either way I mean the
1: A's have made more moves than the Angels yeah, have.
0: Yeah, I don't I just I don't get it. Wake up. It's time to just you're you're seeing I think a lot of teams that are bolstering right now. They're bolstering the the length of their rotation. You don't have Any rotation. You don't have a rotation. You have nothing going on. You have nothing going on. Time to to make a move. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to.
1: So let me ask you this. The next name I had on the list, Rick Porcello. I Mm -hmm. also had him potentially. I actually had him three different spots, and I'll explain why. Okay. Angels, for the obvious reasons that we just discussed. Yeah. You need something. You need a major league recognizable name in your rotation because. I mean, what are we doing? They Mike only Chow, want Otani
0: pitching once a week. How are you going to do that yeah, with his, num- his no numbers one are in the rotation?
1: Be, his numbers are going to be way down on the mound. List, like
0: way down. They only want him throwing once a week. You got to have extra arms in the rotation. Get it
1: going. Also for Rick Porcello, potentially, going back to Detroit.
0: That was my pick.
1: I, I had mentioned uh, last episode. I thought about it more this week, Nate. I think I'm inching closer and closer towards making the Tigers my – my under the wing team haven't again haven't made a final decision.
0: By the way, we made this declaration for this year, not the future, of having a, a team to watch that we're side rooting for.
1: Did we so make that?
0: One hundred percent.
1: Did we make that clear? I don't recall. 100%. I don't recall that being the case. Because then that completely changes
0: my answer. Because it needs to because the I tires to, are nowhere near anything.
1: No, and that's to my point. You give them a couple, two to three years they're kind of back in the conversation of, hey, maybe we could maybe make a wild card game. I firmly believe that. Some people won't, won't agree with me. I think it. I think it's it's on the horizon. Also... What's your third team? The Pirates. You had the Ben Charrington GM connection there when he was with Boston. Okay. The Pirates need something. Like, if you're the Pirates and you've done what you've done or what you haven't done to this point and you go into the season with what you've got... without even pretending to care, that's not a good look.
0: Here's where I would, I will say uh, on this list of players that we're currently running through or going to run through, for me, only one of these teams that could get one of these guys is a contender. So when you bring up the idea of Rick Purcello going to the Pirates, these are trade assets in my mind. These late signings for free agents are mid-season trade assets that you can get for a one-year rental deal, very affordable contract that you can ship out of town in july no problem so that and at at that points even more towards the direction that you're thinking with tigers with the pirates easy deal to move i said tigers just go back home where things started and you know they can bring you in as a mentor to uh some of their young arms
1: not to mention you never know what kind of mojo you find back home you never know place where you kind of have your roots set yeah you never know uh, speaking of trade assets, Nate, this next name, mm, along the same line, along the same lines of thinking, Roberto Ozuna? I don't know.
0: This one was a real toss-up for me. Where would you have him going?
1: I also have him going to Detroit. I could see really? him going to Detroit. That's an easy guy. If you don't want to deal with the baggage, if it just doesn't work out, well, first of all, you've got the AJ Hinge connection, which is, mm-hmm. that's, that's easy. Yeah. Doesn't work out. You don't like the fit. He doesn't like the fit. Don't want to deal with the baggage. Move him at the deadline. Mm-hmm. see if somebody will take him i mean yeah granted this offseason hasn't hasn't been the greatest indication for that but mm-hmm. give him time to kind of get healthy again similar to what the yankees did with Ottavino.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: okay him as a trade piece or what the red Sox could potentially do with him this year sure is what i meant to say if they don't necessarily contend, ship him out at the deadline
0: yeah i i said a's um obviously with Hendricks getting out of town um they didn't really add any bullpen arms to fill that role. I know they got young guys, but didn't in they my just mind, get uh
1: what's his name? Um I'm totally blanking on him. There's people probably yelling it right now. Uh starts with a P. What's his name? Um Oh my gosh. Let's look this up. Oh, did, I guess he didn't get picked up. Who were you thinking? Oh no, no, he was he was never mind. He was with uh what's his name? I Petite or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, Miro Petit or however you say it. Yeah, I I mean, I think Diekman kind of slides into that late man role for the A's. Um, But I do think, you know, maybe one more arm, especially as, you know, an experienced closer that could potentially come do their thing. And again, in my mind, if it is similar to what you're saying, it's it's an A's team that I don't think is going to win the West. They may be in contention, but they may see how the things are trending towards the end of the season. They may be able to, you know, flip them. Somewhere before the trade deadline. Which is kind of the theme for majority of these names in my mind.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh well, minus our guy UNA Cespedes, which I have him piecing out. He's done? Yeah, you have to. If you're a team, you can't take that you can't take on that liability. After after the way he handled this stint with the Mets, no shot.
0: That's fair. I also said A's for this one.
1: I mean that's easy to go going home. Why yeah. not? I mean See you could goes. you could use some pop since Chris Davis left, but I mean, what's he really going to give you?
0: Yeah, and I say home. He came up with the Red Sox, didn't he? Then he went to the A's. It must have. I thought that was like your big.
1: No, he was. He was with the Red Sox for like a year, if that might have been half a year. But in terms of like when he first started, I'd have to. I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember who he came up with.
0: Yeah, I mean, A's. It it's a why not kind of thing. You may get the last couple ounces of a of a big league hitter out of him.
1: Yeah, but do you really want to bring on that? I could see him not being in baseball. That's that baggage, cool. yeah. Uh, Yasiel Puig also not in baseball.
0: Also not in baseball, but I threw out the Marlins, Miami. Apparently the Marlins fun.
1: I was doing I was doing a little digging around. Apparently the Marlins have have not had any feelers out for for Puig. Yeah. So
0: I in in my mind he's going to go somewhere, uh, just because of the what seems to be the popularity and tenacity behind his new agent. Who just got Bauer a big deal? So, that's a
1: that's a very valid point. I don't taken think she would in. let him leave baseball completely. Yeah, hadn't taken that into consideration. I was thinking Royals before the Benintendi trade. Oh, okay. Before the Benintendi trade, yeah. now I'm thinking maybe slides to Oakland, mm-hmm. provides some depth. Okay, out in the outfield can also serve as a as play in that DH role if he yeah. if he needs to. He just provides some some depth overall. Yeah. Um. Who else we got? Trevor Rosenthal. Surprised back to this now, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What did you have? You didn't have anything. <laughs> I had him. No, I had him with the Mets. Oh, okay. I'm really honestly, this is probably the guy. Uh, probably aside from JBJ, this is probably the name I'm most surprised to see on the market.
0: I agree. I agree. I just think with the Padres losing Kirby Yates, you know something's got to something's got to get plugged up here, the back end of the bullpen. He did plenty of stuff for your rotation.
1: But I'm also feeling like, did not the Padres just bring somebody in? I'm really losing track of all these these deals. I know a lot of names at this point in the offseason. It's all running together. Maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, if that is the case, it makes sense. Go back home. But potentially the Mets, because the Mets don't really know who their I mean they know who their closer is going to be. They've they've just got a they've got a handful of late inning guys that they're just going to throw around. I mean, you got
0: Edwin Diaz is not the answer anymore.
1: No, he's not. Sorry. I mean, you've got Diaz. You got May Familia. Those are like late inning guys, but those aren't your. Those aren't your. Sorry, yeah. which is why I went. Th- why why I went with the Mets. Um, we got Taiwan Walker. This might surprise you a little bit. I said Red Sox. I like that pick actually. I had the Mets just for the sole reason that they missed out on Bauer. You still got the Grom. You got Stroman. You got Krasko. so That's that's solid. Thor
0: coming back mid year.
1: Yeah, but I almost view it as like a consolation. And there's mm. people that are. There's people that are talking him up as to be as this like ace figure, which he's not. I don't think he he is, but I think he's good. He is a solid rotation piece, absolutely. I mean, you look at his you look at his numbers. He's been shaving that ERA. Granted, he I think he missed some time there for a bit, but I mean, going back a handful of years, he's been shaving the ERA. So I mean, he's getting better, and like he could only get better if he's in that rotation. Yeah. Around those guys. Yeah. Um. Brett Gardner. Phillies.
0: Really yeah
1: oh yeah makes sense okay
0: yep um kind of reminds me of like a mccutcheon type guy can be the you know fourth outfielder played two maybe twice a week three times a week um i I just in my mind the yankees are pretty much set on their salary not going over the luxury tax they just came out today and said clint frazier is their left fielder just really doubling down and just saying that's the case so yeah
1: Well, good for him. I mean, God, feel bad for the kid. He's just about time. He's been waiting it out in this limbo. Seriously,
0: they needed to commit and they did. So, yeah, but I got him going to the Phillies, back with Joe Girardi. Uh, it's just a hustle guy. I, this is you're gonna get just a pest, a player that is going to be a pest that is gonna somehow make some random catch in the corner because of his speed and with closing speed in the outfield, he's gonna swipe a clutch bag, something like that. Um, I think would be a really good bench spot for anybody. But I think the safety and comfort with Joe Girardi would be would be smart for me.
1: A hustle guy in a hustle city. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. Solid pick. Edwin Encarnacion?
0: You don't got him going anywhere?
1: Oh, I actually had him going back to the Yankees, but I was not aware at the time of making that pick that they had announced Clint Frazier. So. It just came out today, so it's all good. So that kind of changed a little bit. I like Philly. That's a good pick. Yeah. Edwin?
0: Um... I'm gonna be honest. I left him off the list. You go first. I'll think of something.
1: For the same reason that I had, who was it? Yasiel Puig going to Oakland. It's kind of my same line of thinking here. He can provide you a little depth. He's not gonna do really anything for you, but give you just mm-hmm. a little, little bit of pop if he's got any left. So for me, the A's. But I don't know, man. There's a there's a chance we could have we could have seen the last of our guy Edwin.
0: Might be done. Uh, how does how does Houston sound for you? Does that mm. get you
1: going at all? Uh, I don't see a fit there necessarily. I mean, I could, yeah. I mean, a guy like that, you could just really throw. I mean, um, with the exception of the Dodgers, the Padres, and uh, the Yankees, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like,
0: do you see him going back to the White Sox? Maybe. Nah, think they're done. Done yeah. with that.
1: I think this is just going to be a guy that kind of goes to a team that just needs to put a name in the lineup.
0: Maybe just one of those low-end teams. Maybe right. a Royals team. Yeah. Something like that. Just give some bop off the bench.
1: I don't know. I mean, he was quoted as saying recently, he's like, I mean, paraphrasing, but he's basically like, the the fact that there's no universal DH kind of screwed me. Yep. He's like, to his words, he said, it greatly affected my chances of signing. I agree. 100%. I mean, that's the case with a lot of guys. You take 15 jobs away. Yeah. Or you prevent there from being 15 jobs. So, I don't know. Could have seen the last of uh, our guy Edwin, but we'll see. Mitch Moreland, I think he's last on our list here.
0: Um, For the same reason that we talked about earlier with just, um, you know, maybe some trade assets, um, I said Mariners. Sometime at first base, sometime at DH, to an irrelevant place, and maybe he, you know, pops off a little bit. I mean, he did things. Um, he, I, I think he came in really clutch with the Padres last year. I think he came in really clutch with Hosmer going down. Um, just a veteran bat, a veteran clubhouse, you know, knows how to compete in the playoffs kind of guy. So, I don't I think know.
1: He needs to, I think he needs to come home, come home to Boston, baby. Yeah, come home where you're loved. I don't if know. Any, at the very least, you can you can mentor, um, yeah. I mean, you serve as a mentor to Dahlbeck and uh, Chavis. If it really depends on who they want to stick over there at first, I think it's going to be some. It's going to be a sort of a platoon situation, I feel like, when it's all said and done, when the dust settles. Yeah, JD,
0: that's going to plug up the DH spot. Right,
1: so, I mean, let him him play over there, take some time off the other guys, let him be a mentor of sorts. Just makes sense. Fan favorite. Yeah. All right. Simple. Simple. I had next on the docket, Nate, the top 10 first baseman conversation uh, in response to the graphic that we put out, as we will be putting out each and every week for the next, I think we got, what, six weeks left? something like that. Did we want to dive into this at all?
0: Yeah, I mean for me it's it's not too much to
1: argue. Hey, Freddie I'll give Freeman you credit. Is, I don't know if you looked at the comments. I didn't really. You did you did well. Yeah. You did well. They liked it. I mean, I'm just I'm looking at the comments right now, scrolling through. Jack says, "I'll take it." Aaron <laughs> says, "Where's Chris Davis?" No, I'm just kidding. No, he did say that, but um somebody would like to argue that Bray was not the second best. Mm. Uh, okay. What else what else we got? <laughs> There were as 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 I expected, Hausmer's name was mentioned a time or two in there, which I, bit. which I kinda figured.
0: Understood. Understood. He was in our conversation a little bit for a flash, but we've I think it came down for our ten spots to either be Santana or Guriel.
1: Yeah, just for those who didn't see it, we had Freddie Freeman one, Jose Bray two, Goldschmidt three, Muncie four, Voigt five, Rizzo six, Alonzo seven, Olsen eight, Hoskins nine, Carlos Santana ten. Uh, what else we got out here? I'd flip Olson and Alonzo because Olson is a solid defender. Other so than that, Pete Alonzo
0: at seven, Matt Olson at, at eight. Uh, Matt Olson has got some pop in the bat, So I think that, um, you know what I mean? I could see it in my mind. When I look at this list, the top three are the top three, that is the number one tier of first baseman right now with Freddie Freeman, Jose Abreu and Paul Goldschmidt. I think you could swap at two or three and I wouldn't argue, argue too much. I think, um, Jose Abreu just has a little bit more juice in the bat. Um, but when you talk about that bottom tier, as far as his top 10 goes, I think Pete Alonso, I mean, we just, are we forgetting the 50 home runs? Like can we can't forget that. That dude yeah, can put up some numbers you in a big the- ballpark.
1: Yeah, but you gotta take into account a down year. Not saying that's I'm not writing him off. I'm just saying I for think for the very reason that you remember the fifty home runs, you gotta take into account a down year. If
0: if anything, I could see Rizzo starting to slide further and further down this list. I like Rizzo a lot, but offensive production has definitely gone down. Um Mac Max Muncy and Luke Voider are, are on the rise in my mind. They're uh they're about to hit their their, you know, basically peak of performing at this level, uh, Luke Voigt has got to prove that it wasn't a fluke last year.
1: So, Trying to look up those numbers that I sent you because we were trying to decide if Guriel would slide in at that 10 slot over Santana. And uh, I think I – oh, yeah, here it is. I broke it down for you. Between – or from 2018 to 2020, Guriel edged out Santana in batting average, slugging, total bases. Uh, he had fewer strikeouts, more RBIs, doubles, and hits. Santana, on the other hand, higher OBP, higher OPS, more home runs, more plate appearances, higher OPS plus, higher WAR, more walks. Yeah. So I mean, and
0: then and then when we were talking back and forth about this ten spot, we go, "Well, do we give it to the age?" I don't. We bro. couldn't guess it, but Gurriel is thirty six. Bro, what? Had no idea, no clue. For me, I thought he just came onto the scene. I would have put him at thirty.
1: Yeah. You text me say. Isn't Santana like 36? I said, No, he's 34, because after I looked it up just to confirm. And then you're like, is like twenty-six? <laughs> <laughs> and then not even answering you. I said, You Guriel is thirty-six. <laughs> yeah, never
0: would have guessed. Never would have guessed. I just, you know, with his brother being in Toronto and his brother only but like twenty one, whatever, twenty-two. Yeah, never would have guessed that big of a gap. But yeah, that's that's our list. I think it's safe to say that MV free is, is sitting pretty at the top. Um, I think he's going to continue to produce MVP numbers, especially with the support in that lineup. Uh, he's a stud. Um, if you were to choose one name on this list that could fall off minus Carlos Santana, who would it be for you? A uh, like fall off after the performance of 2021,
1: like altogether fall, off all together fall?
0: fall, fall off the list
1: after 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, is it a cop out to take Hoskins at nine? I mean, honestly, your point to Rizzo sliding down. I don't see him falling. He's not going to fall completely off. Yeah. But maybe not this year. Possibly, possibly next year. I I don't know, man. I mean, Rizzo's going to give you consistency at the yeah. very least. But I mean, are we going to? Is he going to be in the conversation at top ten in X number of years? Yeah, sooner rather than later I don't know I was
0: I was gonna agree with you on Hoskins I think I could see him falling off this list when we make a new one next year
1: gonna fill you with some positivity here because you, you've you been taking some heat for these lists so I mean hey, all... we do these lists together I don't. <laughs> yeah but let's be honest these, these first three you've kind of put something out there and like I'll maybe make a change or two and I'll be like, but you're like yeah I like it I like it hey I, hey I defend I, I defend these lists in the comments if it if it needs if it needs to happen uh but yeah, we had all caps agree. I like that. I we'll like that, that a lot. Somebody said I like this. Somebody said love the list. I agree with the top 3 100%. I'd move Rizzo to 8 if I made a change here. Great list, no complaint. That's what I'm I like gonna, to hear.
0: I'm going to give my man, I'm going to give my man Colin a little bit of a shout out. I don't know if he's going to listen or not. Uh my good buddy Colin. He said sleeper candidate that could sneak into this list. Uh Christian Walker with the Diamondbacks. And I can't totally disagree with him. That is a uh that is a sneaky little under the radar pick there.
1: Maybe that's to your point earlier, looking at this at the end of next year or end yeah. of this season rather, maybe that's a guy that slides on the list.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I, love I mean it. it's yeah, I'm um, I'm okay with this. I love speculation. Um, also, for any Mets fans out there, Dominic Smith, I believe is we're going to be including with the right field position.
1: he's He'll be, in, well, whether it's right, left, whatever, he'll be yeah. out in the outfield.
0: He'll be on the outfield. He, I think he just has more time out there versus first base that we're going to list him under. I do think Dom, Dominic Smith is an issue for sure. That guy oh, is no doubt. a freaking problem. So he's he's solid. He'll be on a list, hopefully.
1: Yeah, we'll address that once we get to the, to the outfield. I think he's already slotted in their projected lineup for 2021 as an outfitter, so yeah, no need to have that conversation now. Uh, Nate, listener questions are back. Let's do it. Let's run through these. We got, and clearly it's been a while since we've done them because we got a we got a lengthy list here. Good, but this is good. This is what we want. Yeah. We we live and die off of the Making fan the engagement. Happy. Keep them happy. Nate, starting us off here. Caitlin asks, can you address what Big Poppy? Oh, I completely forgot to mention this. Can you address what Big Poppy said about strikeouts and home runs and how it's boring now? I'm sure you saw the quote graphic I put up today. I did. David Ortiz, my good friend David Ortiz. Our good friend, David Ortiz, baseball's good friend, David Ortiz, came out recently and said, we used to want to develop great hitters. Now it's all strikeouts with some home runs and it's straight up effing boring. Yeah, First here's the all,
0: thing, by the way, for any any attackers, because I read through some of the comment section trying to throw him under the bus, the, calm down because that's not what the, the guy was paid for. What he's saying is that there's more players being paid to hit home runs who may not be home run hitters right now. And we just watched the ball being talked about last week that it's going to be changed. He's not wrong. He is 100% right. And there's a reason why there's still such a high value to the players of the, you know, DJ LeMayhew level to where it is contact over everything. He's not wrong. And it has gotten boring in certain ways. The home run is sexy, but when does it stop being sexy? There has to be people on base. I want Ws. And you have to have a solid balance between the two. And do not throw David Ortiz under the bus. He will be a Hall of Famer. And I don't care about his strikeout numbers because he was paid as a home run hitter and he was a very clutch home run hitter at that.
1: Uh I think we're doing him a disservice by just calling him a home run hitter. Yes, that's what he's known as. That's what he did. Nate, do I did a little research today because I had to I had to defend my guy. Mm-hmm. If you took away all of his fi- I love I love making these I was going to say he's over 5, right? Yeah, 541 home runs. It's kind of what we were doing with uh, Hank Aaron the other day where you took mm-hmm. away like all of his home runs he still had over 3000 hits. Yeah. Not nearly the same. But if you took away all 541 home runs from David Ortiz, he would still have nearly 2000 hits. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. Yep. And then people are coming after him saying, "Oh, well, he's not a he's not a a base hit guy." Well, he did hit over 300 uh, what did I what do I have here? He hit over 308 times. I don't think I'll a lot of people it. acknowledge that. Yep. He, he was a 286 hitter over 20 years. So yep. I'm going to go ahead and say those all those weren't all home runs. So yep. get off my guy's back. He's got a valid point. That's all I got. Logan yep. asks, will Javi Baez and Christian Yelich bounce back?
0: Uh, It's safe to say. I want to say both. The baseball fan in me wants to say both, that they're, yes, both going to bounce back.
1: Well it's not an either or question. I don't know if I accidentally said or, but it's just will will they bounce back?
0: Uh yes. I'm gonna say yes. And it's just give these guys a full spring training and allow them to to get back into the swing of things, no pun intended. Um
1: Videos back. That's a yeah. big thing with Baez.
0: Yep. And yeah, well they'll they'll be fine. Not to mention Baez is uh is working towards a new deal, whether it be extended by the Cubs Or working towards a new deal, you know, to make himself look good for free agency. Yes, he's going to produce. Christian Yelich is a stud. Yes.
1: Rodolfo asks, and this is a question for you, Nate, do the Yankees trade Gary Sanchez this season? Uh not midseason. No. James asks, make me feel or he says, make me feel good about being a Marlins fan.
0: Oh, come on, bro. Lot of lot of good moves, a lot of solid moves being made and a lot of young talent. And I, I think, you know, having Donnie baseball down there. Who I'm Bro, always been, gonna have.
1: We've been saying don't sleep on Derek
0: Jeter. I'm telling you. We've been saying that since he got hired. And everyone was ready
1: to just We I think we were we were honestly first on that train. We I have been saying so. that for a long time. And then you're seeing all these graphics put up on MLB network saying, Oh, uh, there's that one. I can't I can't remember what the context was, but you sent me a graphic where it really put his tenure, his brief tenure at that point into into perspective. And it's like, this guy's gonna do something. And after what we saw last year, they made, made sixty games. It's sixty but.
0: games, but they still made an impact. Yeah, and they have names that you're going to be paying attention to, and they're bringing back pieces. You know, they made a couple free agent signings that are going to do some things. I, I'd be very excited, and I know the Stanton and Yelich stink is still on Derek Jeter, but if you're not going to make the postseason, it's time to shed some salary. That's the way it goes. That's how it has to go. Then now we're seeing talent come up, and uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think you're right in that same conversation with the Royals and the Tigers. In my mind, you're you're coming up. You got some moves to be made
1: on the come up. Dallas asked, "Do you think the AL Central is getting overlooked?
0: AL Central overlooked. Um, I mean, we kind of just said one of the names. I think the Royals are getting overlooked a little bit. I think they will play decent baseball. I'm not saying postseason baseball. They will play decent baseball this." this year, but I do think it's just it's very top heavy. Um, you know, with the twins and the White Sox up there. But I as think you far got those out
1: of order. It's White Sox and Twins. White man. Sox and Twins. But Thank as you.
0: far as uh what they'll do in the postseason, I don't think we will see a championship series with a team from the AL
1: Central. Bryce asks thoughts about the Dodgers new starting rotation.
0: <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't even know. It's this is something that you can have fun with. Uh you got six legitimate names and very, very legitimate I mean, names. You got,
1: you got more names than that if you're talking overall depth, which is the scary part.
0: It allows David Price to come back without any pressure. It allows uh, a Trevor Power, who would be a number one pretty much 90%, 95% of the rest of the league, um, sitting in the three spot.
1: You're paying a guy 40%. $40 million to not be your number one starter. You're in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah. You got Urias who just did his thing in the postseason and Dustin May, who is throwing up 101 mile an hour Frisbees. Yeah. the You guys are just sitting very pretty.
1: On that note, Jeff asked Trevor Bowers numbers this year. I think you alluded, I think I put you on the spot last episode. You put up some numbers, just vague numbers off the top of your head. I don't think you probably recall what they were, but. I mean, do you foresee uh, a solid year from Trevor Bauer? Yeah, or do you I, think think I
0: think I might have mentioned 180 innings, uh, 200 yep. strikeouts. That's fine to go yep. with. Uh, I won't say he's going to have 200 innings. I don't think there's a need to have 200 innings. You're going to have a lineup that's going to give you plenty of run support, and there's no point in leaving him in that long.
1: Do you think there's going to be any attention given to his request or his – the point that he's made recently, he's he's made public about wanting to go every every fourth day. Do you think they maybe toy with that at any point throughout the year to possibly push him over that? If there's any manager,
0: special? I wouldn't put it past. It's Dave. He's, he's going to do, I think, what's best for the ball club. I think there's so much weight that's been taken off of his shoulders, and I think that's a part of the reason why Bauer chose the Dodgers, is maybe that was discussed. As an option, yeah, we can we can maybe try some things to see how you how it goes because there may be guys like David Price that could use an extra day off. Why not Clayton Kershaw could use an extra day
1: off? Just a few left here. Nate Isaac asks, "How well do you think Arnado and the Cardinals will do?" And NL, NL Central champs, I think it's safe to say. I think it's their division.
0: I think everyone's kind of expecting the Brewers to. And again, we say this every
1: episode. I feel like chill don't out. Buy in, yeah, don't buy into the Brewers. Come on.
0: Chill out. It's like buying into the twins. It's just not, it's pointless. Um, the Cubs, sorry. I'm so sorry. You may have some individual stars that are going to do their thing this year, but you just have no pitching whatsoever to help you.
1: Lamos, Lamos. I don't even know if that's, if that's their name. Ask, do the Jays have a top five lineup? Top five lineup. I'm thinking off the top of my head without really thinking too much about it.
0: No. Yeah. No. Mets, Yankees, Dodgers,
1: Padres. Padres, easy, yeah.
0: Padres, Cardinals are in the conversation. Um, I mean, unfortunately, uh,
1: I mean they're like right there. At the at the end of the day, even if they're not yeah. in the top five, they're like right there. So the
0: Phillies are still in that conversation. The Braves are absolutely in that oh, yeah, conversation. Braves, easy. No, sorry. Almost, maybe after this year. I
1: and mean, they're right there on the cusp.
0: Yeah. Top ten. I'll give you top ten.
1: And lastly here. Murray asks, if you can watch one pitcher to face one better, who would you want to watch? Oh, God. You go first on this. Gosh, I always put me on the spot. Let's just go current day to make it easier. Because I mean, right, If right, you right. open this up historical, you can. Can be of better. worms here. Yeah. Yeah. that's That'll be a never-ending conversation. Um, I'm thinking current day. Actually, okay. Let's add a qualifier to make it a little more fun because I want to have a little fun with it. Let's go. Current-day players, active players, okay, but in their prime. Okay. So, like, you don't have to take into account, like, age or anything like that. mm
0: mm-hmm. You've still got to go first.
1: Give me, give me Clayton Kershaw, because I'm telling you, after I looked at his... I told you this an episode or two ago. After I looked at his numbers, like, more in-depth, I'm like, this dude, he gets plenty of respect, don't get me wrong, but I still don't think he even gets enough respect. I you know? agree. Yeah. I'm going Clayton Kershaw... Who do I want to see at the dish? Is
0: this one of those matchups where you're like you're not totally satisfied with a dink single? Like you want a K or you want a bomb? Yeah, or a, a double.
1: This is the this it's is one the, of those matchups. Yeah, this is the matchup where if you need to go to the kitchen and get a snack, you're doing it after this AP because kay. you don't want to miss it. I'm going. I mean, it's such a cop out to say Kershaw Trout, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna say Kershaw. Oh, easy, easy, easy. Give me Kershaw. And Miguel Cabrera. Oh, okay. Easy. Okay.
0: Um, I was also going to lean towards Kershaw.
1: As a As a reminder, this is players in their prime. So
0: yeah, players in their prime. I was also going to lean towards Kershaw, and then I was actually going to say MVP Stanton in Miami. Ooh, that guy that year was crazy. I like that because that is one of those boomer bust at bats. Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially you know? with him of all people. Yeah, like if he he's going to hit if if he. <laughs> If he hits anything, it's going to be one fifteen to one twenty. If he can, if he doesn't hit anything, it's Uncle Charlie just buckling knees from Clayton.
1: If he can get on the plane of one of those Kershaw curveballs, that ball is, <laughs> good lord. See yeah. the the reason I the reason I went with with Miggy is he's going to give you a heck of an AB. Yeah, yeah he'll that fight. dude's a professional hitter. He's going to if he doesn't hit if he doesn't take you yard yeah. if he doesn't take Kershaw yard he's he's lacing one off the wall stands A V
0: is gonna be quick it's either a boomer
1: <laughs> quick one way or another <laughs> Nate this was this was a a hefty episode
0: hefty 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 no free ads
1: no free ads uh that's all I got for this one man any uh, closing thoughts anything we want to share the people before we hop on? Uh,
0: I mean just happy uh spring training week everybody uh love to see dudes in shorts and no
1: hats tossing for the record, I did see one of those videos today that I told you I was waiting for. <laughs> it was a pitcher throwing like two hundred yards away. Yep. It was like I'll give him credit. It was like it was more of like a ten pixel video, but still yeah. not very good. But it's also, back yeah,
0: day. as far as the videos go, I, I know there's no one at these spring training things right now. But if I have to watch another video interview that was filmed on a flip phone at a press conference from <laughs> one of these players, I'm gonna lose it. MLB Network. Step up your game, please. Uh, that's it for me. Enjoy your uh, your spring training. Um, enjoy this all Tatis conversation for the next few days. And, uh, you know, don't go chasing curveballs.
1: We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. I you to take. You take. Don't tell me you don't see it. You look. You
0: understand? we